Good morning. This is Wonderful World, the radio show from KZSM.org in San Marcos. That's at FM 104.1. And we have with us today Virginia Parker, the executive director of the San Marcos River Foundation. We're so pleased to have you here, Virginia. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I want to mention that on the second Tuesday of every month, we have this show, Wonderful World, about the environmental things like the river and our trails in San Marcos. And then on the fourth Tuesday, the San Marcos Greenbelt Alliance covers the time and has more information about natural areas and trails. But on the alternate Tuesdays, also at 1130, 1130, there are reruns of these shows. So you can tune in pretty much any Tuesday at 1130 and get good info about the San Marcos area and the wonderful world of the environmental features that we have here. So Virginia, tell us just a little bit about how you came to be in San Marcos and be the executive director of the River Foundation. Well, I was ironically on a motorboat a lot in Austin, um, you know, prior to 2010, wakeboarding all the time. I'm a water lover and One of my girlfriends and I decided to do this crazy race called the Texas Water Safari. Oh, my goodness. And it was going to be bucket list item. You know, we were tough. We were going to do it. And I fell in love with the Water Safari. And, you know, there just isn't a prettier river than the San Marcos River. So in 2013, I decided to move down to Martindale to live on the river. And I fell into some landowner topics um, and met some Smurfers who thought maybe I should think about joining the board. And I got on the San Marcos River Foundation board in 2016. I had known a little bit about Smurf prior to that, but I really, I feel like being on the board, you learn the ins and outs of what it takes to actually protect the river. That's the truth. Yes. And so I fell in love with Smurf at that time and have not looked back. I mean, I don't think I've wakeboarded since. So I've just been doing the water safari. I've had two children since, and I've been in the area, you know, ever since and just love it. So now I have my dream job. Well, you got a crash course in all the issues that surround the San Marcos River. And I should mention that Smurf and Smurfers is our shorthand for San Marcos River Foundation, in case you didn't figure that out when she was talking. Yep. So um, I should go ahead and tell people I, Diane Wasinick, the interviewer, was the River Foundation Executive Director up until I retired and the board hired Virginia, which I'm so eternally grateful for because she is such a pleasant and easy to get along with person. And underneath that is tough as nails, as evidenced by her solo record that she holds on the Texas Water Safari for the women's 
Is soloist. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are two classes for solo women's and it's one is basically unlimited where you get to have a rudder. That's the one that I did. The one I haven't done is a little bit harder, quite a bit harder. And that's where you don't have a rudder. So every turn you make, you have to lean the boat. And if you can imagine 260 miles of leaning, that is quite a lot on your core. So I've, I've been thinking at some point I'd like to do that, but I just haven't done it yet. Well, so, what about when you get out in the bay with all the wind and not have a rudder? Isn't that a problem? It is. It's potentially you are paddling on one side for six hours. Oh, my goodness. So, um, yeah, canoeing. Yeah. So it's um, the the bay is ironically one of the hardest parts about the safari, and it's at the end when you're the most sleep-deprived and the most exhausted. That's where a lot of hallucinations happen. Oh, yeah. I want to mention that our producer, Kirk Fraley, is here. So if you hear a deep voice, it's not mine yeah. or Virginia's. <laughs> no, it's the frog in the room. <laughs> and we're so glad to have him here to handle the mechanics of having our show. Um, so let's see, you became the River Foundation Executive Director four years ago? Yes. So I've just had my fourth anniversary. I should remember this because I retired then, but I never can remember how old I was when I retired because I was so old. So, uh, you know, I, I get mixed up about the years. Just forgive me. I've, my memory is not what it used to be. So, um, now, Virginia, you've had your third year go by yep and um or fourth and you um have had a very very eventful year 2023 as executive director of the river foundation tell us some of the things that you consider either good accomplishments or really hard work or whatever you choose so it has been a big year um we have, we've done a lot, um, a lot behind the scenes. And as you know, Diane, better than anyone, we don't do any of this work alone. Exactly. Um, this has been an amazing board that we've had this year. They've done a ton of work. They're incredible humans with each one of them has a different mind. Um, and then, of course, uh, the Smurfers or the River Foundation members and River Lovers, um, you know, they've written a lot of letters to council and different groups and shown up to meetings to speak. So everything I'm about to say has not been me, myself, and I. It has been a group effort with partner groups and, and all sorts of people that have added to the work. But... Um, and that's what makes a difference is having everybody on board. Yes. That's hard to do sometimes to get everybody on the same path. And I know you're really good at that. Oh, so thanks. tell us about uh, one of those so projects. I think the most tangible thing that people can look to as, as evidence that we've been working hard is uh, we brought forth a, a piece of property to the Hayes County um, Parks Bond for purchase. It, it's 102 acres right off of Old Ranch Road 12. We call it the Elsick Tract. It's a really critical piece of Edwards Aquifer Recharge Zone land. 
It has a lot of um, important features, and we really did not want to see that land developed. There was a magical group of conservation buyers that held the land, and of course, you you started this whole, you know, you you began this journey with Elsick and. I kind of had the pleasure of wrapping it up. Thank God somebody wrapped it up. I was so (laughs) disturbed that I could not finish some of these land transactions. But it took years. Years. Uh, First, we had to pass a parks bond for the county, and that took a couple of years. And then it took a while for the legal documents to get prepared. And finally this year... It happened, and that links up Ringtail Ridge, which is an existing natural area, with River Recharge Area, which people used to call the Buoy Tract. Right. And uh, that takes it all the way over from Spring Lake now all the way to uh, Wonder World Drive, and on the other side of Wonder World Drive is the existing Purgatory Natural yeah. Area. So it's like the completing the loop. The old loop that 20-something years ago we dreamed about building around a trail loop, a land loop to protect recharge zone around that side of San Marcos. It's it's so important for recharge. And, you know, although we are not a trail-building organization, trails are important for the community, and it also allows people to get out into nature to see some of the things that we're working to protect. And so now that we've completed this greenbelt loop around the city of San Marcos, our goal is to widen it. With more land. With more land. Um, through conservation easements um, or, you know, fee simple purchase that can be open to the public. Um, but this was a really big deal. I mean, it, it did, you nodded to this, but this was 20, a 20 year dream that just got completed. And so that was a huge thing that people are going to be able to experience. The trail needs to be built to connect the two surrounding properties within 18 months. So the goal is to get people on that land in about 18 months. So the public's going to be able to enjoy this project that the county funded. So that's pretty magical. Um, and you know, I never thought that this would be completed in my lifetime. Oh, really? It was so slow to begin with that it's just astonishing how it speeded up. The Hayes County Parks Bond made a huge difference in oh, the yeah. San Marcos area. People don't realize it yet, but they will someday when it's all opened up. Well, in the fact that it passed with over 70% approval, I think the bond. Yeah, the bond. And, and, you know, although COVID was a horrible experience for so many people, I think the silver lining that I can see is that people really prioritized nature and getting outside. And I think that's partially why this bond passed so unanimously. I mean, Nature is important. And I think we kind of got to get back to that a little bit. And for people that don't understand why we care about land being the San Marcos River Foundation, the, the rainwater that falls on the recharge zone seeps, seeps down into the Edwards Aquifer. 
that not only provides drinking water for over 2 million people, but it feeds our springs and it feeds thousands of springs in the hill country. But here in San Marcos, obviously we can see at the Meadows Center, Spring Lake, that's just the, basically the Edwards Aquifer bubbling up out of the ground. So that recharge land is so important to keep our springs flowing. And I think you knew that 20 plus years ago. So We did. And uh, let me tell you, I was lucky enough to be outside on some of this land when we got nine inches of rain one fall. And I saw rushing, roaring streams pouring into cave openings. And it made me realize that water would all be coming to San Marcos if this land were paved, and it would flood San Marcos. But instead, it's going down into the recharge zone. And I think that that's something people don't think about unless we kind of talk about it. And so I do want to mention the flood mitigation aspect. Land protection, where we're not paving over these recharge features, is mitigating flooding for San Marcos. And we've obviously had a lot of issues with flooding in the past. Oh, yeah. You know, not only is it, you know, terrifying to go through a flood and have six inches of water in your home, but the impact to the river, you know, when we have water running over pavement that is full of, you know, toxic materials from cars and all sorts of things ending up in the river, that's clearly not good for wildlife or the river, or anything in the river. So that flood mitigation aspect is really important. Um, so that's just one other bonus of land protection. For sure. And what other wonderful things happened this year? So we have been busy. Um, some of the things that I could talk about are things that have happened locally here in San Marcos. Um, there was a 30-acre piece of land in the floodplain uh, where they wanted to build, I think it was a CarMax, and they were asking for a bunch of variances. So we asked the Zoning Board of, uh, of Adjustments to please not grant those variances. We don't need to be granting variances for developers in the floodplain. That's just, that is a antiquated habit. And, and so I was really thrilled that, that that board denied those variances. People still... Remember the recent floods of 2015, but the problem is that people forget it. Everybody gets flood yep. amnesia after about 10 years. Well, and we've been in this drought. I mean, yeah. you you can protect land all day long, but if you don't have the rain to get into the aquifer, then obviously our spring flow is a lot lower. Um, You're listening to KZSM 104.1 FM and live streaming at kzsm.org. Broadcasting from historic downtown San Marcos, Texas. It's true community radio, my friend. What do you plan on doing this Friday night? Yeah, me either. How about we spend it together? Fridays, 8 to 10, here on kzsm.org. I'll help you relax and let go of the week and, and play you some music, introduce you to some people, uh, new friends, right here at kzsm.org, San Marcos, Texas. So, what else is going on this past year? So um, there was a proposed truck stop that was going to go in above the recharge zone. And luckily, uh, we had everyone write in letters and show up at the meeting to please ask um, the, uh, the 
Oh, I'm totally planning and zoning. Thank you. P and Z to please not approve, um, you know, digging down into the, the karst recharge to build a truck Gasoline stop. tanks. Yeah. And that all. just, yeah. can you imagine a gas spill over the recharge zone? So that, um, was blocked. And then also there was a truck stop proposed, a very large truck stop proposed near Martindale, um, in between two, two existing gas stations in the floodplain. And so that got, um, that was blocked. So we've been able to prevent some issues from, from going forward. And that's probably not something that the public, you know, has heard a lot about, but those are important things to protect water quality in the San Marcos river. Another thing that affects water quality is wastewater. And you know this cause you dealt with it in the nineties with the city of San Marcos. I mean, the minute that that, um, wastewater treatment plant improved their parameters, the river looked better immediately. I think you had people telling you that. So right now I just counted up the number of permit requests that we are monitoring. And there are 10 of them. I'm expecting, I got one yesterday that made number 10, and then I'm expecting another one in the next year or so. But we were able to settle one of these permit requests to really good levels, and they're going to include wastewater reuse. That's really something we're pushing. With all the people coming to our area, they need drinking water. They need water on their lawns, you know, during times of drought, it does not make sense to use potable drinking water on lawns. So we're asking any new wastewater treatment plants to please enable reuse of that treated wastewater. And, you know, phosphorus and nitrogen that is in wastewater ending up in creeks and rivers, that that is not good for that water quality, especially in the hill country where we have some of the purest streams and rivers. Um, you it know, ruins the clarity completely. It, it adds to algal blooms, yeah. which decreases oxygen and leads to fish kills. So why not put that wastewater on lawns, which do like nutrients? Um, and so that's really something we're pushing for is reuse. I think they'll take up the nutrients to grow the green blades. And that way, when the rain hits the lawns, it won't run off with so much nutrient content. Absolutely. I mean, it fixes so many issues. So we kind of see that as, as the way the future. And so we recently had our first in-person fundraiser, to help pay for some of these wastewater fights because they get so expensive. Oh, they're so expensive. You have to hire lawyers and the hearings can go on for weeks. Yep. Huge expenses. Not to speak of the studies you have to commission and engineering reports that you have to pay for. That, and they just take so long. You know, these permits go through TCEQ, which is a state agency. They have so much work on their plates And so getting, you know, the first step to get a public meeting and then figuring out if you're going to get standing in a case and then, you know, going to mediation and then a contested case, this can literally take years. And And you have to have a lawyer with you for the the entire thing. Yep. Even the mediation and so on. Oh, yeah. Well, now, almost all of these 10 or now close to 11 permits are 
east of I-35, is that correct? correct? Because that's where the growth is happening these days. Right. So, you know, the river splits Caldwell County and Guadalupe County, and we've got about the same amount of growth on both sides of the river between, I'd say, San Marcos and Prairie Lee. If you look just at Caldwell County, um, I think I was adding it up the other day, and there's like 7,000 acres of planned development coming in between San Marcos and, and Toll Road 130. 7,000 acres. Yes. I know. We're going to be solid all the way to 130. Yes. And then the same amount on the other side in oh Guadalupe County. Gosh. So each one of those developments either needs to build a wastewater treatment plant and a lot of those are not manned 24-7, meaning if a, if a spill happens or an issue is occurring, they may not catch it right away, which leads to more nutrients in that body of water. Um, or those developers hook up to a municipality like the city of San Marcos, um, who is manning their treatment plant 24-7, which is hugely important. If something is happening in the city's wastewater treatment plant, they pick it up immediately. And it's happened, you know. And there's reuse of the city's wastewater. Yes, they do have reuse. And, and I'm really happy to report the city of Kyle just received um, a grant to help improve their reuse situation. So oh, good. Um, you know, I think it's a trend we're seeing. It's something we want to see more of. You know, places like El Paso are treating their wastewater to potable standards, meaning they can take that wastewater and make it drinkable. That's hugely important. You know, we if we can make that happen, then that's less aquifer water that we need to pull out, and that's more water ending up in the streams. And something I've actually learned from you is the San Marcos River is so important for adding water down to the bays and estuaries. You know, we don't think about fresh water hitting the coast and how important it is for that ecosystem. And so, I mean, I've learned so much in, in the past 10 years about water, um, and a lot of that I've learned from you. So, well, you've learned it from all the people that we have exposure to. Oh, yeah. And also being in the water safari, you see the river all the way to the coast and then you see the bays and estuaries. Yes. One of the prettiest places on the, on the water safari course is something that we call alligator lake. It's this beautiful lake, um, that occurs in high water the river just kind of splits off and pools in this area. You would not believe the birds back there. Oh, yeah. It's one of the prettiest places. So, I mean, that, that fresh water is so important to those areas. So, And the estuaries are where everything that lives in the Gulf of Mexico, fish, shrimp, crabs, all that life, they, they're tiny, tiny babies when their eggs hatch. Uh, go and live in those estuaries because they're kind of protected from big predators, which would eat them if they were out in the Gulf. And so those bays and estuaries are critical to all the life in the Gulf. They move out there after they're bigger. And few people understand that, well, it's like, it's like the rest of the world. We're dismantling at a bolt at a time and. Right. 
who knows when we're going to take it to the point that it all falls apart. Well, it's hard to know something that you can't see, right? And so that's going back to like trails and nature. We, you know, I think at the River Foundation, we understand we want people to swim in the river. They will not love this river if they don't get out into it. They will not understand Karst recharge features if they can't see it and see rain hit it and go down into that ground, you know? We need to conduct tours in the pouring rain for yes. people to see this. I wonder how many people we'd get. Well, you know, if they were planning on it ahead of time, like this weekend, you know, we're supposed to get rain. Yep. So that's a good idea. Well, we've got about five minutes left. What do you think? What else do we really want to tell people about today? But it sounds to me like we're going to have to have another session because I know all the things y'all did this past year we have not covered. So two things I want to mention We've been working, and you started this as well. I just get the pleasure of kind of wrapping it up. There is a trail connection that has been planned in San Marcos for a long time between the intersection of Hunter and Wonderworld to Dunbar City Park. Oh, and yes. And so finally in March, we signed a grant with Texas Parks and Wildlife to um, be able to create that trail. And so... We are working with the San Marcos Greenbelt Alliance, who is a dream, um, to create that really important connection because it's going to connect to two really neat areas of town that people are not going to have to drive to get to the other area. And then the second grant that we've recently signed is through Parks and Wildlife as well. It's through a ROCA grant, which is the recreational access areas that Texas Parks and Wildlife creates, and that's for river access. Um, and so the whole purpose of this is landowner outreach and education for riverside landowners. You know, I think historically we've seen damage occurring on the river, not because people don't love the river, but because they're loving it to death. And so something I've really wanted to do is reach out to people to educate them before they love the river to death and explain why that riparian zone is so important for water quality, Um, give them tools that they can use to improve the riparian zone and you know, just help the river, which they love so much. And so we're going to, we've signed that. Uh, the grant began began in September of this year, and it'll go through the end of August of next year. So we're going to host two sets of workshops. Um, so two topics, but each topic will be covered over a period of three days. So we're going to send out letters and information and invitations to these Riverside landowners to come and talk to us about river issues over a period of three days. Will it be in person? It's in person. Okay. It'll be outdoors. Um, we'll have one set in April and one set in August. So this is something I've really been excited about. And we finally signed that grant. Um, and so we get to implement it. So, Oh, that is just great news yeah. because so many times people actually lose the soil and the riverbanks because they accidentally and did not understand what they needed to do. Right. So how much time do we have left? Well, I think um, we've had a great day today, but remember that the second Tuesday and the fourth Tuesday are the River Foundation and the San Marcos Greenbelt Alliance shows called It's a Wonderful World. 
You can tune in any Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. to listen to either the original show or the um, the uh, rerun of it. Thank you so much for being with us here in San Marcos. Raices, Roots, hosted by Kathy Lara. Our past, our present, our future. Join the conversation. Hear the stories. Every Sunday at 7 p.m. right here on kzsm.org, your true community radio station in San Marcos, Texas. kzsm.org would like to thank the following businesses, organizations, and individuals for underwriting and supporting our broadcasting and 24-7 live streaming programming. Javuzem Graphics, Blue Sky Mortgage, Sid and Ellen Braverman, Marianne Reese at the Lifelong Learning Organization of San Marcos, Down to Earth Barbecue Sauce, Fast Signs, Blue Dahlia Bistro, Ghost Note Brewing, Serendipity Wines, The Hill Country Freethinkers, The San Marcos Art League, Tejas Hemp, Twin Liquors, Daughter of the Wild, Springtown Roasters, and of course the Whitliff Collections at Texas State University. If you, your business, or your organization would like to promote and maintain true community radio in San Marcos and around the world, find the donate button on our webpage, kzsm.org, or email kzsmsanmarcos at gmail.com to underwrite our programming. And again, thank you. Once a